0: Hello friends, setting up your live stream on Facebook. Welcome, welcome. Happy new year. It is still the energy of the new year is still upon us and I absolutely love it. New beginnings, clean slates. I'm building a program right now called Extraordinary Life Edit or L. And what's really exciting about it is the thought of clearing space to make a clean canvas from which to create. I'm doing that in my life right now and absolutely loving it, yet it's both thrilling and terrifying at the same time. It feels like you're pulling up the roots of a beautiful plant and trying to replant it somewhere else. So today we're gonna talk about turning your resolutions into reality. It's the second Thursday of 2024, and I'm thankful for those of you joining me live every Thursday, 9 a.m. Mountain, I'm so grateful to share this time with you and to learn alongside you, to walk in this journey we call life. And can you believe this week we're in the second Thursday? So the year's 3.8% complete. You know me, the mathematician. I like to count. I love math because you can count on it. That's my bum bump joke that uh, was one of my fifth grade students favorites whenever I was a teacher. I just, I bring that up though with the importance that it's the little things that matter. How we manage our minutes matters a lot. As the saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. I don't, I don't know about you, but I can't believe it's already January 11th. It's like we're one third the way through the month already. Oh, how did that happen? This week, we're going to talk about behaviors because it's likely that the majority of you, a lot of my coaching clients and I have had conversations about falling off of their patterns of behavior already, right? Only after 11 days. And that's because... Behavior change is incredibly hard. So today we're gonna to talk behaviors because it's the choices you make that determine whether you reach your goals. Our level of success is determined by the behaviors we condition throughout our days. When I think about behavior because of my uniqueness and my background, I think about the behavioral psychologist, B.F. Skinner. Anybody else with me? Likely not, it's okay. And I, when I think B.F. Skinner, I think about the words operant conditioning. His work influenced me as an educator and taught me that a child's behavior could be impacted through positive and negative reinforcements. He also contributed to the behavior theory of personality, explaining that we respond in certain ways to the events in our lives based on our learned experiences. So I want you to think about that for a minute. I wanted to talk about warm apple pie today. And in my learned experience, dessert meant sugary foods. Yet I'll never forget the time that I went to a colleague's house, my dear friend Leanne. And she's, I told her I would bring the meal. We were going to do this work together, working session together. She was recovering from surgery. So we were doing it at her home. And she said, I'll make dessert. And she pulled out a bowl of berries and some fresh whipping cream. And I thought, that's not dessert. So that's the kind of response that I'm talking about when I'm talking about BF Skinner. It's stimulus, response, and then that response is reinforced. Sometimes when we make a poor choice, it's reinforced by that immediate gratification. When we make a really extraordinary choice, we don't get that reinforcement until much later, other than the quick dopamine rush that might come from the endorphins of your workout or knowing you did a good job, but it fades pretty quickly. And some of you may be familiar with these terms from more popular literature of our day, Charles Duhigg's popular book, The Power of Habit, exposed this stimulus response um, concept and made it more globally known. James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, I love the concept of habit stacking because I used to think this has to be this big, complex thing, and I'd make it so complex that failure was inevitable. And what I love about the concept of habit stacking is it's just like scripture tells us that God delights in the details of our lives and directs the steps, not the entire master plan. So we only need to know that very next step to achieve our goal. And then we can stack those habits that build us, build the rituals and routines of optimal high performance living. So I love that, love that book. And then my personal favorite high performance habits by my man, Brendan Burchard, I've been training with him for a very long time now and I just absolutely love every bit of that man's work. So when it comes to behavior, there's lots of things out there. And today I want to make it fun. I really believe that learning should be a joy-filled and personally meaningful experience. When it comes to behaviors, we have the best and the worst version of ourselves. So let's get honest and talk about that. When we behave in alignment with the worst version of ourselves, we start to form thought patterns that were not enough. Those thought patterns influence our behaviors, and those behaviors become our identity, and it happens really fast. Let's talk about a goal that many of us carry at this time of year, weight loss. The new year is a time of new beginnings, new patterns of behavior, and we often start to think, hey, this is going to be the year I do it. This is going to be the year I lose the 10 pounds or 20 pounds or get in the best shape of my life, or start meal planning and prep efforts to meet my nutritional goals. I want you to decide. Brendan invited me to do this in 2019, and I did it, and I have incrementally optimized my health ever since. He said, draw a line in the sand and decide that one year from today, you are going to be the healthiest you've ever been. I love the, there's a meme that really guides me. It's decide, commit, succeed. When you decide to do that, you have to form aligned commitments, and then success is inevitable. It's not a matter of will you succeed. It's a matter of when you will succeed. So let's use that decide, commit, and know that success is our only outcome. So decide. This is the time to get in the healthiest, the healthiest you've ever been, to get in optimal, vibrant shape. You know why? Energy is your currency, my friends. You've got to care for yourself. So I want you to draw that line in the sand and then let's stay committed. You are going to need support. That's why I created High Performance Leadership Academy. It will not only catapult your success in your career, but it will transform your life as well. That's the best part of it. I'm a a single mom, so I love efficiency. I love managing my minutes and knowing that what I'm learning in one place has value in another place. I've set it up to be that way for you. You can go to the link in the chat to get yourself signed up. We are launching this week, and so it is not too late to get yourself in the game. Optimal health is truly one of the best things you can do for yourself, for your family, for your team's. When you show up as that best version of yourself, life changes. This is just one of the pillars of high performance. So when we talk about high performance leadership, it's not all about health and well-being. But what shocked me is the definition of high performance according to the largest body of research. The world's highest performers consistently perform at high levels, not the peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. I was the queen of that until I learned these strategies. But consistent performance and then get this part while maintaining their health and well-being and quality relationships. That was not true for me. Every time I scaled to p- to places of really high performance, my health took a hit, I gained weight, and my relationships suffered. I lost the quality time with the ones I loved. And sometimes I was so stressed that I would come home and be the absolute worst version of myself to the ones that matter most. It was like the best of myself was all gone. That tank was empty by the end of the day, And it was like, all right, let's go, go, go. Let's time for dinner, homework, bedtime, bath, all the things. And I love the fact that I've learned these things and can now share them with you. So I want you to decide that this is going to be your year. Make commitments to train with me every Thursday or listen to the replays. Or you can join this on YouTube or listen to it as a podcast on Spotify. Whatever channel meets your needs best. Stay committed to learning. When we're learning, we are happy. Last night I got to be back on the campus of my alma mater. Oh, it felt amazing. I was sitting in this room with researchers and I thought, I'm gonna share some of my own favorite research stories. And I shared stories of the greatest lessons I ever learned through community-based research. Things that transformed who I was as a human being. And I just think, oh, I get tingles on my legs. It's so amazing get yourself in a learning situation. Find someone to learn from. Whether that's me, that would be my honor to learn alongside you and learn. And I do a lot of studies for my clients. So when I know a client's going through something, I study those things and I bring those in and weave them into our body of knowledge. And so I just encourage you so highly, find someone you really, who's living the kind of life that you want to live and say, hey, I'm going to learn alongside that person. They know something that I don't know. That will accelerate your achievement in major ways. So let's do this. We're going to talk behavior. I'm going to share a kind of fun story. This Thanksgiving, I was introduced to something horrific. Warm toffee apple pie with Tillamook caramel swirl vanilla ice cream. Can I just say all kinds of wow about that? It is delightful. In a matter of bites, I was hooked. And after only a few servings over a couple days, like we had the pie that night, and then some leftovers, I was absolutely addicted. I was. I even found myself bringing home pie from the grocery store weeks later. We were preparing to move. Life was stressful. It created the perfect excuse for me to say, I'm going to get one of these this week. And then, of course, the Tillamook has to be on sale, and it's a great deal. (sighs) Let me tell you, after spending $58,000 on cancer, $2 off a jug of ice cream is not a great deal. I'm not here to say sugar is linked to cancer in any way. However, just a year ago, um, I was diagnosed with a very aggressive, high growth tumor in my right breast. And it was the most aggressive type. And its KI-67 protein was a 51 on a scale of 0 to 20 plus. That diagnosis came two days after I was laid off. So I had insurance challenges to navigate and I had this high growth cancer growing through my body and my medical team had said, we've got to be very cautious. This can take over your blood, your bones, other organs, places that are much more difficult to treat. That put the fear of God in me. There is nothing like facing death and having to ask answer your child's question, what happens to me if you die? When you're their their sole provider and their only parent. And that was really scary. And I had to make those plans. And in making those plans, I grew incredibly strong and I also started to study I put my scholar cap on and said I'm going to learn as much as possible about how to beat cancer with food and biobehavioral choices that was a word I learned along the journey and so I did the unthinkable I eliminated all sugar to starve cancer and change the trajectory of my disease I didn't have one single nibble of artificial sugar or processed foods in December of 2022 I literally, the, my sweet treat on Christmas dinner was frozen organic mango. Occasionally throughout the month, while others would be snacking on brownies and fudge and cookies and all the home-baked goods that surround the holidays, I would take these dark black organic cherries, frozen, and then nibble on those like one, two, maybe on a, on a real indulging day. And what was amazing is these these choices changed the trajectory of my disease. It was thanks to BF Skinner and operant conditioning and knowing how to stack small habits, to make commitments to myself, to manage my mindset, and to learn the power of identity formation and to put those things into place. What was absolutely amazing was when my oncotype came back after surgery. It was a risk to go with a lumpectomy because the cancer could have spread. And then we'd have to go back and do surgery again and do full mastectomy. And I was so nervous about that decision, but it felt right. I leaned into my tuition, intuition because I'd been studying femininity and I learned that our intuition is one of our strengths as women. And so I thought, I'm going to lean into this. Those nightmares I'm having about a coyote ripping my flesh out of my body on an op- on a, in a big white room on an operating table, those are there guiding me. Pay attention to the little details that God uses to guide your direction. What was so amazing was when that tumor came back. So I was told it's st- it's a level three, most aggressive type, KI-67, 51 on a scale of zero to 20 plus. I was told that I would need three to four months of radiation followed by chemo. And my oncotype came back so low that all I needed was four weeks of radiation. Can I get an amen on a Thursday? As Brendan would say, it was absolutely empowering to know that these small things that I was doing were having massive results in my body. The same thing is true for you right now. I'm focused on the word uplift and these small things raising a teenager is no joke. Those of you in there type in the comments, no joke. It is difficult. And so I, my word this year is uplift because as my daughter engages in those mood swings, I don't want to fall into argumentative patterns of behavior with her. So I'm choosing uplift as my reminder word to be that word of encouragement that says, hey, pay attention how you respond to her. So I'm going to dive into my 2024 strategy that is bringing my vibrational energy up to attract better thoughts. Our thoughts determine the actions we take in our world. And so it is mission critical that we do this work. And I'm super excited to share this with you because our big goals and aspirations, they're really fun to dream about. Yet making your resolution a reality is incredibly challenging. That's why only 9% of those who even set them actually achieve them. And then we live in a fast paced world filled with opportunities to make negative choices. So I want to help you raise your vibrational energy and share how I'm doing that this year. It's with my 2024 playlist. I'm going to put the link to that in the chat so that you can use it too if you'd like. It starts with the song Higher Love. And I chose this song because I was in New Year's training with Brendan and this song came on on one of her breaks and it literally, I could feel the vibrational energy moving around me. And it's by my girl, Whitney Houston, who... One of her songs has, the lyric from one of her songs has been the footnote on my list of action items for the last seven years. And it is learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. And so I when Higher Love came on, I was like, yes. And I'm gonna share some lyrics with you because words also have a vibrational energy and that's why it's important to pay attention to the things you're listening to. Are you listening to the negative narratives of the news? or the negative podcasts or songs. I used to listen to songs that I thought were fun and dance songs. Those songs had some lyrics that made me feel as a woman, like a piece of meat. And I realized this is not the music that is gonna condition the best of me. And so for those of you doing K-Love's 30 day challenge this month, I highly encourage you to do that. You will notice the vibrational energy of positive, encouraging words, songs that were selected divinely for you to hear at the moment that you need them. There's nothing better, my friends. Songs have such power. I was talking to a coaching client yesterday and she said, I'm really trying to figure out how to have a, health, a healthy work-life energy, that the energy is distributed across those two domains equally. And I celebrate you, girl. You know who you are. I think that is absolutely amazing. We say work-life balance. It's never balance. Or then the words work-life integration started to become more popular. But I think to energetically align those things. And so we were talking about ways to detach from the workday, compartmentalize those things, and then move forward into success at your personal life. Instead of work got the best of you, your life got the rest of you your loved ones, your goals, your health, all of those things. And so I was sharing my list with her and said, I want you to think about creating your own song list. And I'm going to invite you to do that today. So I'm going to share mine. You're welcome to borrow mine. If now is a time where you're like, I am so overwhelmed. The thought of creating a list of songs is one too many things. That's fine. I've been there. I was at this moment a couple of weeks ago in the middle of the move where I literally could not think of anything fun to do with my daughter. I was so stressed. My to-do list felt so insurmountable. And I was like, okay, I know I got to bring some joy into this family. That's my responsibility. What is something fun that we could do? And fortunately, I had someone who was able to help me kind of brainstorm an idea and help make it happen. But there are those moments. And so give yourself grace. One of the commitments I always condition in my training rooms is, Know when to be fierce and when to be gentle with yourself, because it's from ourselves that we emit into the world. It's just like trust, the five waves of trust. For those of you familiar with Stephen Covey's work, it all starts with self. When we build trust in ourselves, that's when we create trust in our relationships with others. Love is the same way. We all want love in our relationships with others, and that starts with loving ourselves. And that's why I love my girl, Whitney Houston. And learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. So I started with higher love. That's my first one. The lyrics. I'm going to read you some lyrics because the words you choose in your songs matter. I want you to Google their song lyrics and see, do those words align with my goals? Do those words have a vibrational energy about them? Search Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O, water crystal word research. And you will see images of water crystals that have been spoken to repeatedly using certain words like you're foolish versus thank you. It's amazing to watch how water expresses itself in response to the vibrational energy of words. And our bodies are composed mostly of water. Our brains are composed mostly of water. So imagine what that inner self-talk and these lyrics and words we listen to, the words of the people around us, imagine what those are doing to our bodies. I want you to think about that. And I want you to weed the garden of people whose words do not align with yours, that vibrational energy you aspire to bring into this year so that you can achieve those big ambitious goals that you've set and weed the garden. That's one opportunity. Another is to really look at the things you're listening to and engineer your environment to be filled with high vibrational words. So higher love says, bring me higher love, bring me higher love. Think about it, there must be higher love down in the heart or hidden in the stars above. Without it, life is wasted time. Look inside your heart and I'll look inside mine. Things look so bad everywhere. In this whole world, what is fair? Walk the line and try to see. And then she goes into bring me a higher love. Where's the higher love I keep thinking of? And so I that also conditions your reticular activating system in your brain to search for that higher love. So pick your songs. With great intention, these lyrics are going to be directing your mind. The reticular activating system of the brain is located right about at like kind of the end of your skull where your spine comes forward. And in that space, it's like your remote control to tell your brain what to pay attention to. Your brain can literally hear and feel and respond to every stimulus, like the lights I have in front of me, the space heater beside me, the, the humming sound of the actual house heater all of those things the brain is paying attention to and it's trying to determine threats it's trying to keep you safe and so what we have to do is direct its attention to the things that actually do matter not from fear but towards abundance the next song i listen to is i ain't worried by one republic and i just love these lyrics i love the rhythm the melody I also love that it's part of Top Gun. And so it has this fun 80s memory. Like I love Top Gun of the 80s. And this is the modern day Top Gun. So it brings me back to my childhood. It also helps me recognize that these worries aren't things I need to carry, that I can give those to God, give them to the universe and trust that all things are working for the good in my life. And so this song reminds me of that. And it says, I don't know what you've been told, but time is running out. No need to take it slow. So create that sense of high performers, call it performance necessity. There is an urgency in the way that they work. They don't say, oh, you know what? These top priorities for today, I'll put them off till tomorrow. No way, Jose. They know that time is running out. No need to take it slow. So that's kind of my high performance cue to raise performance necessity. I'm stepping to you toe to toe. I should be scared, honey, maybe so. But I am worried about it right now keeping dreams alive. I just so wish I could sing for you. And then swimming in the floods, dancing in the clouds below. I am worried about it. And so I just whistle away to that song and let my worries go. They don't serve you out of, uh, there was a body of research that came out of Berkeley. I believe it was my pastor talked about this years ago, and I wish I had the actual study cited. Um, but it was taught to me through a sermon. So I wasn't exposed to that. And, um, have not been able to locate it. However, it said that of what we worry about, only 8% of what we worry about comes true. And we have control of less than half of that. So as a mathematician, I think, okay, that means out of 100 things I'm worried about, only eight come true and only four I can actually control. Well, the good news is I'm not worried about 100 things. I'm worried more about like four or five things. So mathematically, that means like zero of those five I have control over. And so I can just put on I ain't worried and let it go. The next one, as I mentioned, my favorite, my girl Whitney again, the greatest love of all. I love kids more than anything in the world. I absolutely love the delight of watching a child learn something new or of watching a child discover something for the first time, watching young children, especially when I was in Reggio Emilia, Italy, where the best schools for early learning exist, watching young children negotiate conflict with each other or hear each other's hearts they'll literally lean in and be like then what happened and they listen with such attentiveness and concern and compassionate love I just think to myself what if we all returned to that moment when we were that child so I love this song so much it brings tears the first stanza just brings tears to my eyes I believe the children are our future teach them well and let them lead the way Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Yes, God, I got that right, leg tingle. I hear you. Show them that. Show them the beauty. If you get one thing out of this episode or training this week, it's to show your kid the beauty they possess inside. Compliment them every single day. The world's telling them they're not enough. The world's telling them it's too hard. Give them a different narrative and you're going to have to do it multiple times a day, my friends, because we need that repetition. And you do too. And it starts with yourself. I literally laid in bed the other night. I was, I was talking to one of my a different coaching client about self-love. And this client had told me that when they Googled self-love, only topics of narcissism came up. And we talked about how we have to change that narrative. And so that was fresh on my mind that night. And I laid in bed and I wrapped my hands around myself like a big hug. And I started just cultivating thoughts of all the things I love about myself. I encourage you to do that, too. That might be an adventure you take this week. Maybe you do it in Shavasana pose, laying on the ground beside your child and say, let's give ourselves so much love. Let's lay down and I'm going to show you all the beauty you possess inside. I love those words. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. We all need a little pride. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. Everybody's searching for a hero. People need someone to look up to. I never found anyone who fulfilled my needs, a lonely place to be. So she learned to depend on herself. And then I love these words, my daughter and I were discussing them last night in our drive home from the university. I decided long ago, never to walk in anyone's shadows. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll live as I believe. Woo! Those of you who know my ladder of inference know your beliefs are formed from how you choose to see the world based on your experience And those beliefs inform every thought you have. So we've got to really look closely. I want you to have a journal page about your beliefs this year. And then every thought we take captive, we can compare it to that belief and say, is that thought accurate based on what I believe is true about the world? So powerful. And then no matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. Your integrity, when you choose to have clarity about who you are and how you're going to show up in the world. No one can take that away, no matter what storms come your way. I had a really incredible one over this past week, and I stood in this strength. I decided I used every tool in my toolkit. I pulled out my clarity chart, and I sat and worked through that. I pulled out my ladder of inference, and I worked through that on like six iterations of it because there were a lot of thoughts spiraling around in my mind. And then I had my decide, commit, succeed strategies. And I can't tell you the way that you navigate challenge when you have the world's best thinking tools at your disposal is totally different. You don't get drugged into those circumstances. You are able to rise above. And as my girl Robin said on my Peloton ride this morning, success is the best revenge. And I'm not seeking revenge. Yet, I do seek success. I love success. It fuels me. So instead of sitting in the sorrow and sadness and nasty feelings that I was experiencing, I was able to pull myself quickly to a place of success because high achievers love focus. So do not focus on the noise and the distractions. Focus instead on the absolute best of yourselves. Focus on being that uplifting voice, reminding your child that I'm trying to look for the lyrics, show them the beauty they possess inside. Focus on that. Focus on being the three words that describe the best of who you are and your doorway transition challenge. If you're not familiar with these things, you gotta be coming to my trainings, my friends. You'll get familiar this year. We talk about them again and again, because we need repetition. The next song that I absolutely love, and I'm going through these in the order that I listen to them each morning. So this one is kind of like, it's almost time to get to my desk. And it's Hallelujah Feeling by Caleb and John. And it starts with some days I climb the mountains, some days I touch the clouds. Those are the great days, right? Some days my best friend has been the cold, hard ground. Great reminder that difficult things happen. But there's mercy new each morning, comfort through the night. My eyes are fixed on Jesus and I'm going to be all right. Woo! That just redirects. If you need a reframe, that takes me from stuck to success mindset in literally like the first 30 seconds of the song. And then I vibe and dance and then I sit down at my desk. Now, I also have started listening to this playlist when I'm driving, and I've wanted it to be a little longer. So I added this song. This one's for anyone who has a bad boss, an awful colleague, someone in their life that is just dragging them down. Like, you're ready to soar, and they're hanging at your ankles trying to pull you down. So this song's called Old Church Choir by Zach Williams. And there's a part in this song where he says... um, There's revival and it's spreading like a wildfire in my heart. A Sunday morning, hallelujah. And it's lasting all week long. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? It's the rhythm of a gospel song. Think about those like Baptist church choirs where everybody's singing, everybody's vibing. And it says there once you choose it, you can't lose it. So choose that old church choir vibe and don't lose it. And then this next line is my favorite. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing going to steal my joy. You claim that? Woo! That's so powerful. I've got right leg tingles like all over, which is funny because my space heater is right here on my right side. But that's how God speaks through me um over the past year and a half that we've been kind of enjoying this conversation. Actually, it's been one year, not a year and a half. No, two. I'll have to look at my journal to be accurate, but it's been a little bit um that I've been deepening my relationship with God. And that is just amazingly powerful. Um, it actually was two because it started ironically, thanks to Gigi wanting to go to winter camp, it started before my cancer journey. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to walk through this cancer journey with a closer relationship to the divine and trusting and asking for bold, bold prayers. So very, very exciting. So Old Church Choir, for those of you who have something in your life that's robbing you of joy, you just claim that verse. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing going to steal my joy. You've got that Old Church Choir singing in your soul, and it's beautiful. Don't let anything steal your joy. Yesterday on a Peloton ride, I heard this song, and so I've added it to the car version of my playlist. It's called Proud by Heather Small, and the lyrics say, I look into the window of my mind, reflections of the fears I know I've left behind. Ooh, how many of you have escaped some fear? I step out of the ordinary. I can feel my soul ascending. I'm on my way, can't stop me now. And you can do the same. What have you done today to make you feel proud? Every day you should be feeling a sense of pride. I'm not talking the egomaniac kind of pride. I'm talking about standing in your strength, making those courageous choices, decide courageously what you're going to achieve, commit to it and make those behavioral choices, operant conditioning each and every day, those stimuli and responses. When you listen to the song, you're going to have a response. That response is an energetic uplift. And that energetic uplift is going to inform your thoughts and your actions. That's our goal this week. Okay. I'm going to put my Spotify playlist in the comments i also want to get you signed up for high performance leadership academy the best investments the best the best years i've ever had in my life are the years i made significant investments in my growth i started to i was like oh my gosh that's so expensive and then i thought how much money did you spend on college and how much of that knowledge do you actually use college was incredibly rewarding for me the power of education has transformed my life it transformed my mother's life which is why it was such an important thing for me And it's why I teach. So I want you to commit to learning this year. That's really important. In High Performance Leadership Academy, I have built not just the training and knowledge you need, but also the systems and structures to elevate your success in your career and most importantly, in your life. There's training each week. There's coaching each week. There's community because you need to be alongside other trailblaze hers I just found that word on chat GPT when I was trying to name something and I love it. Um, And then also celebrations. We need to be seen doing great work. You've got this, my friends. This is your year. We're almost 4% through. So let's make sure that we're managing the minutes, that we're using our time with great intention. And I want you to go out and shine your love and light into the world. Get yourself signed up for High Performance Leadership Academy. Share this group with a friend. It is so much easier when you have someone to talk through these things with who's a friend in your daily life. I actually have a friend who joins all of these with me just so that we can converse as soul sisters on this journey together. We're always learning alongside each other. Bring someone else along. Great women uplift others. A rising tide raises all ships, as my man, Joseph Renzuli would say. Sending you all loads of love and light, my friends. Go out and shine your love and light into the world.